Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. So these past few years, I've had a pretty established TV watching routine. First of all, every night I watch Jeopardy, at least on the weekdays, like a grandma. But on Mondays, I watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, whichever is currently in season, or my recent favorite, Dancing with the Stars. But on Tuesdays, I watch This Is Us. And of course, Growing up worshiping all the teen queens like Britney and Christina, Jessica Simpson, part of me started watching This Is Us to keep up with Mandy Moore. As you probably know, Mandy plays one of the main characters, Rebecca Pearson. Now, I absolutely love Mandy as an actress. I mean, who didn't love her in A Walk to Remember, even though she made us ball our eyes out? But... Speaking of crying, there's something I wanted to address about This Is Us. The show has been on for a few seasons now, and it's gotten a reputation as a super sad show that makes you cry. In fact, I've even seen commentators at the Emmys or the Golden Globes say that they can't even watch it because it's too sad, which I kind of think is absurd. Whether your heart can handle it or not, This Is Us really is a work of art. In my opinion, it's a phenomenon because of its deep and fearless storytelling. As marketers, we often hear about how important storytelling is, and I think we can learn a lot about it from the success of This Is Us. Every character, every scene, every moment in This Is Us is part of a bigger story. It brilliantly takes us on a journey through the past and the present. The way it goes back and forth is just incredible. And it tackles real-life issues from death to body image, fertility, alcoholism, addiction, adoption, war, parenting challenges, domestic violence, racism, sexual orientation, illness, disability, getting fired, everything. The common theme about all of these topics is that they're uncomfortable, but they're real. And that's the biggest mistake I see brands make with storytelling and marketing, is they're afraid to go there and talk about real stories because the topic feels unpleasant or uncomfortable and just unglamorous. So they don't take that creative risk. And then what happens is their content ends up being lukewarm and just boring and completely unremarkable and also unmemorable, which is not what you want. There's no storyline to get behind, no character to root for through their challenge, no triumph to celebrate or applaud, and it just falls flat. One of my favorite authors, Seth Godin, says it best. Being risky is safe, and being safe is risky. So as a brand, as a person, whatever it might be, don't shy away from your stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I just finished reading a book called Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. 
Kendra Hall is a professional storyteller. She's truly made storytelling her life's work. She's also a public speaker and just a huge ball of energy. She's really awesome. And as I mentioned before, we always hear about how your brand should be doing storytelling, but no one's really out there telling us how to do it right. And in my opinion, Kendra Hall is the first person to really add structure to storytelling. In her book, Stories That Stick, she shares a formula to help you get it right every time. So according to Kendra, a great story has these four components. The first is identifiable characters. Without characters, you're just rambling on about products or services with no one to relate to. So characters are a given. Second is authentic emotions. This is what creates empathy between you as a brand and your listener. And Kendra stresses that these emotions don't have to be overly dramatic, like the fear people must feel when climbing Mount Everest or something. It can simply be something like the daily frustration when deciding what to make for dinner or nervousness about making the team. It can be just normal, everyday emotions. Next is a significant moment. And Kendra says this is often where stories go wrong. People make the turning point of the story too broad to the point where you can't attach visuals to it and follow along. So speaking in general about the happiness a character felt from losing weight, for example, won't stick. Instead, paint a picture of the character trying to lose weight for their high school reunion and that euphoric moment when they tried on a smaller dress in a department store fitting room, and it actually fit. It's kind of a cliche example, but you see the difference, right? You can attach visuals and really just work your imagination with it and relate to it better. The same goes for number four, specific details. Details build connection. They go deeper into the story and help the audience relate to the little things. So perhaps in the last story, maybe we talk about how the character did a dance in front of the fitting room mirror or how she gladly posed for a selfie in her dress to send to her best friend once she realized it fit. These are small details, but they're what charm your audience and enhance their imagination as you're delivering the story. So if you incorporate all of these elements in your story, like the writers at This Is Us do, they'll always hit the mark. The last thing I want to remind everyone about stories is that they're free. You, your company, and your customers inherently have stories. They're already there. So the next time you're looking at where to allocate your marketing budget, don't waste your time sending a mailer or placing an ad in the penny saver. Instead, produce and tell a story. It will have a much bigger impact, I promise. If you enjoyed this episode, check out Kendra Hall's book, Stories That Stick. It's available at Amazon, Target, and Barnes & Noble. Thanks, guys.